the future of photography. And here we go again. Wonderful good day to you, Adrian. Hey, how you doing? I'm <laughs> doing wonderful. Ah, uh, getting getting over my jet lag from the New York travel. We're recording this episode pretty much right after I returned. So my my sleep patterns are all messed up. Never much fun. <laughs> but hey, being there and doing these kind of things is fun. So I'm I'm not compl- this is not a complaint at all. Um, we recently had a couple of interesting developments, and uh, while they are a few weeks in our past, I would uh, I would love to talk about them. Some news. Uh, developments and um, two things just two things first is as a new business that or a new venture or a new thing that has been announced called earth now have you heard of that uh, a little bit but not much all right so so uh, d- d- look at satellite images we know we all know satellite images from Google Earth, Google Maps, uh, Apple Maps, lots of stuff that that lets us look down at the Earth. Um, you've seen satellite images on TV for the weather forecast, and so on and so on. But those are always from the past. They so are sometimes disappointingly so. Actually, <clears throat> oh you yeah, know, if, oh if, yeah. If you look at a picture of your own house, you think, no, that's not, that's not that's not what my house looks like now, and, you know, and, I've, and I've had an extension built or something. De- like exactly, and depending on on what you use there, these could be months old or days old or hours old or minutes old. I guess it's a it's a matter of how much you pay for them, and of course, weather forecasts need to be. Uh, th- those photos need to come down from the satellites oft- more often than the shot of your neighborhood that is on Google Maps. But yeah, I, I was always wishing to be able to step out of my house, wave up, and then look at the screen and see myself wave. And um, that might soon be possible. That would be pretty cool. Because um, I can't think of a use case for it right now, but pretty <clears throat> cool. <laughs> well, we'll look at use cases. Earth now, Earth now plans to make real-time video of the Earth available, um, and it's a business. So we're we're not talking. They 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 want to give this away for free. There are investors in that business. Airbus is one. SoftBank is one. Bill Gates is one, and Greg mm. Weiler is one. So when I when I saw Bill Gates' name in there, um, who's spending a lot of his fortune for trying to make the world a bit better place now he made a lot of uh, money with microsoft and he's now trying to like help eradicate malaria and these kind of things so uh, that that piqued my interest that's why i look looked into it so their goal is to have hundreds of satellites circling the earth making available real time or near real time pictures and video and of course, on their website, they uh, they list a f- several use cases that are, uh, of course, more on the positive side because we will we will talk about <laughs> yeah. what that could also mean. But um, yes. they they their examples are to catch illegal fishing ships in the act, or to watch hurricanes and typhoons as they evolve. So learn more about weather, yeah. to detect forest fires in the mo- the moment they start, um, to watch volcanoes the instant they start to erupt. 
uh, to assist the media in telling stories from around the world. Again, um, this is their marketing. That's, that's, some pretty, that's some pretty. So it's not just. So it's not just about you walking out into the street and waving up at the sky. Then, <laughs> well, to, no, not not really. To track large whales as they migrate to help smart ah. cities become more efficient. Whatever that means. To assess the health health of crops on demand, uh, observe conflict zones. So, um, it's it's. Uh, interesting because it definitely has a lot of use cases and that is just scratching the surface i mean uh as with anything new there is there things will emerge that we d don't even think about because yeah they just interesting things will happen now th th what they claim and again this is only an announcement there there are no satellites circling around doing that at least none that we know of there might be like I, the NSA might have a few things up there that that might probably do this. Do you remember Enemy of the State, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was there it was, was um, uh, Will Smith and Gene Hackman, I think. Exactly, and there was there yeah. was this live video um, of trying to follow this guy. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they can do this right now, but. Um, anyway, so what they claim will be on board, and of course, <laughs> the machine learning term <laughs> is everywhere in this show. Um, they're, they are looking into machine vision capabilities to, to have kind of uh, a pre-filtering judgment over the images made directly in the satellites. Now, one of the major concerns, of course, here uh, is privacy, because being able to watch you from above it's 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 bad enough that there are drones everywhere now now all of a sudden they want to have satellites do the same thing um are they, you doing anything interesting enough to to warrant watching because i'm pretty sure i'm not interesting enough oh me neither but that doesn't really <laughs> matter i mean there, there are there are lots of things where you think privacy will probably be really important uh we're talking again about politically difficult things conflict zones yeah, these kind of yeah. things um uh, yeah, the drones also in the bad sense with weapons on them. Like that kind of stuff gets gets bad pretty quickly. So uh, they say for privacy protection, the resolution of the images will not be capable of monitoring any individual person. Of course not. Um, so that's what they claim. And the privacy is fundamental. And they will have a chief privacy officer to ensure that they only meet the privacy, that they, they meet the privacy laws in jurisdictions where they operate. Um, but the, in, it, that's going to be challenging, isn't it? it because of course any, it any one camera is going to be see, able to see across mm. multiple countries. Well, the the, I, the question is how high those satellites will be. There are there are several orbits lower than, uh, like closer to Earth, which which um, is also where um, Tesla wants to shoot up satellites for internet communication. They've right. announced that. So so there will be probably the fight over the lower orbits <laughs> where where satellites will be quite fast moving around the Earth. I think the ISS moves around the planet in about 90 minutes and there are lower orbits that are much faster but much closer to the Earth. So um, there will there will be certainly some distribution fights <laughs> over those. But uh, mm. that's, that's probably where they want to be and um, but the interesting thing is that this is commercial as opposed to military. That's, I think, one of the distinctions right now, because I'm pretty sure the military has some of these capabilities already. Um, so they want they want to sell commercial products and services. 
Um, of course, initially they say they will serve high-value enterprise and government customers, so there's some governmental involvement there. It is clearly stated on the website. Um, and uh, you, we will sooner or later see stuff of that trickle down, of course, into into products that we will use, um, mapping products and so on. I'm pretty sure we will see some at least near real-time capabilities there. And uh, the, it, it will certainly also help to update maps faster. So I think um, that's one of the things we'll see. So what does that mean for the future of photography? Well, for individual photographers, not much right now, right? For us as photographers, aerial imagery might be interesting, but I can only see this from a creative point of view as like as the opening drone shot, the setting the scene kind of thing, you know, for, could be good for weddings, couldn't it? Well, could be good for several. If, you, if your things. wedding's outside, if your wedding is inside, it probably you, wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> or right, wedding party, zooming in on the wedding party. But again, no individuals apparently. Um, there will certainly be new services coming out around that. Um, for photography in general, I think it's a good it's a good thing to learn more about visual uh, analysis of photos. So that is uh, that might be trickling down from there. Um, I think there's also the danger. Uh, there's also a danger, and that danger is um, I just a while ago I've seen experiments, um, or I've, I've no I listened to a podcast about an experiment they did in some U.S. cities where they had a kind of a, a drone flying up high in the sky, far beyond what we would be able to see. And that thing was taking photos, every second one photo. That's years ago, but now this would be live video. And what they what they what that enabled them to do is um fight crime. That was one of the experiments there. So just imagine you take a photo every second of a city which has a resolution good enough to spot individual cars. And now imagine there's a bank heist somewhere. <laughs> so what you could do is you could look at the bank at that point in time and then start going backwards and follow all the cars that were in the vicinity of the bank back to where they came from. So yeah, okay, you would, yeah, you would yeah. end up with a, a bunch of locations that you can then go back to and look for the money. <laughs> because one of them <laughs> might probably might have been the bank robber so uh, privacy huge concerns there um also of as they say enterprise and government customers are in their uh yeah in their future clientele yeah so okay, we'll so see for that we'll see for that but i like i'm liking the idea of some of these things that will save lives they you know um, and that's of course yeah. the use cases they they prominently put on the top there. Yeah. Yes. Do, do they really put catch illegal fishing ships yes. in, as, as the, the top as, as the, the top. first? It's the top item: catch illegal fishing ships in the act. Right. Okay. That's... Well, we're, we're talking whaling and these kind of things. So... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you could catch pirates, couldn't you? Well, and for for those who are interested in that, I, uh, let me let me just plug the uh, curiously polar the uh, other podcast that I do with a marine biologist where we actually talk about these kind of things. Um, so that's the first news update. I have a second one, and okay. everyone in the in the photo community will be aware of that. Um, is that Smugmark bought Flickr? Mm, yeah, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? There's a good chance you've been a Flickr user for a while. 
Uh, yeah, you might say that. Yes. Yeah, fl- Flickr, <laughs> Flickr photo I don't know service. How many years, but but a long <clears throat> while at this point. Yes. Yeah, but found founded in two thousand and four in Canada. Uh, it was a kind of a husband and wife team initially founding this. Then in two thousand five, yeah, Yahoo acquired Flickr, so it became Yahoo Flickr. Um, two thousand eight, the founders left Yahoo, as often founders do after an acquisition. Um, and then some, and then it just, it just chucked along for a long time and it was mostly free, but you could buy a pro account. I always had a pro account there. Um, I still do, by the way. And then in 2017, Verizon bought Yahoo and Flickr. So a telecom bought them and everyone was like uh, up in arms because what does that mean for us? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> they, they rebranded to, uh, Oath, O-I-T-H, um, yes. as the digital media subsidiary and then, that was all yes uh, all last year and now this year in 2018 smugmug bought flickr so let's talk about smugmug briefly um again it's a it's a it's a family business from started in 2002 it's a father and son business um and they did similar things to flickr but they were never free they <clears throat> excuse me they always had a, a it's always a paid business and uh, no venture capital whatsoever, and they offer galleries and shop capabilities and client workflows, so you could like have a review workflow with your client. They had labs on board, so you could get your photos printed or offer prints um, on your website, on your SmugMug site. Uh, unlimited storage, starting at like three ninety nine a month, and a family business, no freemium model, no venture capital. So these guys care about photography. That's pretty clear. Um, it is an interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, at this at this point, as you as you said, this is uh, so. This is not quite news um, for for people listening to this show. Uh, this has happened. No, it's not. In but the past. So I'm you know, trying to think. I remember you know the, uh, the there was lots of positive or very very hopeful messaging across the social media saying, "Wow, this could be a really good thing for Flickr to you know to have somebody looking after Flickr who really is into photography and into imagery, right? Uh, and 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 with a very very strong sense of serving their customers, serving their users, right? And that that was certainly not the case uh, for Flickr when Verizon bought them. That was it. Was always a, a big question. What does that mean? Yeah, that I mean, telecom... even under Yahoo, it was fits and starts, it, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it sat doing nothing for years, and people said it was dead, and then there'd be a little bit of a blip where Yahoo would throw some money at it, and you'd get a new app or something like that. Right, and and Fl- and Flickr, yeah, it had its occasional updates. Like one of the things that took a long time was that they that they ditched their mobile website. They had a separate mobile website, m.flickr.com, where. The, of course, nowadays, uh, the best way to do this is have a responsive website that is just one website serving both the, the desktop and the mobile experience. So that took them a long time. So there were occasional updates, but it was very clear there's not like a big team working on Flickr. It was just kind of kept alive and, uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't mm. get much love. So having SmugMug in charge of them at this point feels like a right move. I think it feels like a good move. Um, because it's also a place where, at least SmugMug is, is is a place where it seems you are not the product. You know, if you use Facebook or any other free platform to update to upload your photos, um, they will not do this just because they're good people. They want to do this because there's a business opportunity and that it might be selling your data to advertisers and this kind of stuff. 
Um, so SmugMug did never follow that model. And Flickr becoming part of SmugMug might mean that we will in, also in the future have kind of a a good place for our photos. So um, what does that mean for the future of photography? I think, what why is it important? Well, um, I think it's it's a place for the photo nerds to go and <laughs> that yeah. is important because there are more and more of us um you, you do tend to to get uh, the people that engage on Flickr as a service right. do tend to be people who are really into photography more into there are those people who use it as a as a a, a dumping ground you know a cloud backup service as much as anything um uh but it's uh but but yeah we have um for uh my other podcast sunny 16 we have a Flickr group which has uh you know uh, has some uh, active conversation threads on it mm -hmm. um, now uh, of course the question to it and stuff the question is will smugma keep Flickr free um at this point they have they said we won't change anything for now of course um question is how is this going to work because one of the successes of Flickr is that it always had this free tier so you could uh, get uh, get get these kind of things going without uh, an entry hurdle and uh but, but okay, again we have another answer now to the question where do i put my photos because i mean let's face it a lot of the places where we put photos um, aren't there to put our masterpieces but just our casual photos and um, I would love for this to become to stay and become a place where you don't put all the snapshots but some photos that you put some thought into and um, maybe that's going to be it but at least I have a very good feeling about Flickr now and I'm glad I didn't cancel my pro subscription when they were bought by Verizon I certainly thought about it but um, I've been on that service for way over 10 years now and it feels like it's it it now has a new leg to stand on and let's let's yeah, hope for it's, the best it's, there. It's a, it's, it's a time of hopefulness isn't it for Flickr yes, I think it it, having been left out in the cold for some while and see the world sort of sprint past it mm -hmm. um, it'd be it'd be great if some of those technologies we've been talking about recently like uh ai algorithms for finding stuff oh and Flickr, uh, Flickr had those by the way pretty early i think Flickr was one of the first ones to include uh content-based image search so oh, okay. uh several years ago 2016 maybe they introduced that uh and you can you can search on Flickr now for dog and flower and tree and house and building and empire state building and it will find those things based on the content of the image not on based on the tags so they were quite early there actually but let's let's see where this goes i think there's a lot of know-how in there i'm not sure how much of the original team is left so um we'll certainly see for that but maybe with a smug mug that is that is going to change and also i mean for smug mug it's interesting because they are bringing a whole new photography a community into their own fold in some way so mm. anyway that's it for this week's uh news update earth now and the Flickr acquisition um do you have any thoughts about this hey let us know where we're on the future of photography.com uh there's ways to contact us and there's a way to support us to maybe do a little donation every now and then to help us yeah, support us do this show and uh yeah until next week i guess <laughs> take care everyone bye now <laughs> bye bye 
been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.